After an accident, minutes matter. Your words and actions matter even more. You need help, and you need it now. This is David vs. Goliath, brought to you by Dolman Law Group Accident Injury Lawyers, a boutique firm with a reputation for going head-to-head -head with the insurance company giants and putting people over profits. Thanks for joining us. This is an episode from our back catalog, so the episode numbers and firm name may have changed. But this is quality information, so instead of scrapping them, we decided it was more important to make sure you still had access. Enjoy the episode, and listen to new episodes of David vs. Goliath at dolmanlaw.com. Welcome to the latest episode of the Dolman Law Group podcast. I'm Matt Dolman of Dolman Law Group. This is Brent Sibley, the Sibley Law Firm, and together we've combined our law firms to create Sibley Dolman. Brent, tell us about the new law firm. Thanks, Matt. Man, I'm excited about the new law firm. This is going to be really cool. Um, so, you know, Matt, Matt and I have both been practicing personal injury uh, law for a while now, and uh, we met a couple years ago working on a case. Uh, either I sent a case over to him or he sent a case over to me. I don't even remember now. But uh, we just got to talking, and uh, we're both young guys building our practices up and really excited about, uh, you know, we, we recently switched over to being completely cloud-based, and, you know, we're in the cloud now. We're very, very ready to grow operations. So we're building a statewide practice. Uh, we have five offices uh, in my neck of the woods down in South Florida. However, we are uh, gearing up to start the northward expansion. And then hopefully and I'm obviously in Clearwater, Newport, Ritchie, St. Petersburg, Sarasota now. So pretty much statewide. I mean, we just, we haven't hit North Florida yet, but in Miami, we have uh, Doral, North Miami Beach, Aventura. We're also in Fort Lauderdale and Boca Raton. So altogether between the two of us, we have nine offices. Yeah. Well, it's, your, yeah. That's, I didn't realize it was up to that high already, but uh, yeah, it's, yeah, uh, it, it grows it's happening quick. quickly, but definitely uh, exciting times ahead. And uh, with uh, the Northward, uh, Northward expansion is on. Well, today we're here to talk about personal injury solicitation. A lot of consumers are probably not aware of just how slimy the personal injury business is. You know, we, we pride ourselves in my firm and Brent's firm and together at our combined firm of personal attention to our personal injury clients. Uh, most firms probably do not offer that. I mean, I'm being, you know, I'm giving a, a great generalization here. I'm not saying that all firms are the same way, but many firms, you never get to talk to the attorney. But today we're going to discuss an area that's kind of unique to personal injury that you probably do not see in other areas of the law. In fact, I would be almost certain you don't. Mm -hmm. And it's, it brings up the aspect and the pejorative tone of what is known as an ambulance chaser. And it's sad that we have to discuss this, but you'd be surprised that after a car accident, many times, and especially in South Florida, you will see what is called runners or investigators that work for the law firm show up at the accident scene. And when we call solicitation, they were not, they were not invited or asked by the personal injury victim. They just show up unannounced, uninvited, and again, solicit the services of either a law firm or their own individual business, which then markets the case to a law firm. Oftentimes, they're paid anywhere from uh, $500 to $1,000 by the law firm for the case so that individual who's a runner could be working on his own or under the uh, guise of a law firm. And tell me a little bit more about this, Brent. Tell the audience, you know, what have you seen down in South Florida and what can uh, personal injury victims expect? Yeah, so thanks, Matt. And, and this is really a great question for me. I'm sure it happens on your coast too, but it, man, it does happen up here. I know South Florida's got that unsavory reputation. It's a little bit more of a, an aggressive uh, environment down there. Um, it's catch what you, you know, kill what you catch down yeah. there. 
Uh, we have, uh, it's pretty aggressive up here as well. I mean, personal injury is aggressive anywhere. Yeah. But uh, South Florida is really notorious for it. Yeah. So, so we just had, and it's, it's an ongoing string, but we just recently had yet another big announcement where I think the FBI brought um, another well-known firm down and several attorneys have completely been disbarred, meaning losing their license forever. And uh, I think some are even possibly facing j- actual jail time too. So mm-hmm. with that being said, South Florida is like- The, the FBI actually hammered one recently. Yeah. South-, South, South Florida is the creme de la creme of the worst of the world in this business. So, so I've seen it all and uh, I've spoken to clients that have actually been solicited. So the first thing you need to realize um, as a victim or even maybe a family member or friend of somebody who's been a victim of a car crash case is this. The law is very clear, despite what some people would have you believe. You cannot solicit, you cannot come up to somebody after a crash and sell them personal injury attorney services in any way. And the law is also very clear that if you can't do it as an attorney, you can't do it as somebody, I can't say, well, I'm not allowed to go talk to this guy and give him my business card, so I'll just pay Joe, my paralegal, to do it. Also, just as illegal, there's there's no reduction at all. You cannot use a conduit to do something that you can't do. So the first thing you need to understand is it's it's illegal. It's it's very it's a criminal activity. Then when you start adding multiple people into the mix, it becomes a criminal conspiracy. So the most common thing is you're in the hospital after an accident, or you're you just came home from the hospital, and you get a cell phone, you get a text, you get a phone call, or you get a knock at your door, and it's somebody who wants to talk about your personal injury case and wants to probably help you find a doctor's office and an attorney to represent you. And if you go down that path and you even entertain the idea of that for a split second, you're basically a victim now of this criminal conspiracy where you may not, you're not, you yourself are not committing a crime. However, you are now the victim. After being the victim of the car crash, now you're on top of that, you're going to be the victim of this criminal conspiracy, yeah. and most likely you're going to it's going to you're going to re- get pretty poor representation. No um, question. And uh, yeah, so that's good. That's, law firms are not that desperate that they're searching, uh, you know, the uh, emergency room or hospital beds for the next client, or soliciting individuals at the scene of the car crash or going to their homes or making phone calls to accident victims after the uh, immediately after the accident within days of it. Well, good lawyers don't commit crimes to get new business. I mean, that's what it is. That's the overarching theme. Yeah, that's the theme is is that these people are committing crimes, (laughs) you know, to get get business. Um, Correct. And good lawyers have plenty of cases from, from, you know, from various sources. Based on the reputation. Based on the fact that they're great lawyers and people know them that they do really good job for their clients and they send them, and they send them business as a result of that. So that's the proper way uh, that the business gets handled. And and by the way, if you, like I said, you're going to be a victim here if you let someone come to your house and sign you up and then you sign their paperwork, what they are going to do, and I know this because I've talked to these people under the guise of being interested because I wanted to know how it worked because it happens to us all the time. They will take your case and they will just actually sell your case to a lawyer. So yeah. there's, you, he'll find, he knows his scumbag attorneys, the guys who break the law, who are willing to break the law to get business, and he will just take your file and he will sell it to an attorney for cash. And then you'll, that guy's out of the picture forever. He gets a new burner cell phone and then he's gone. Yeah, and it's an epidemic in South Florida. We know six lawyers and individuals who are, are uh, you know, I think some individuals are associated with different medical clinics have been arrested. So six actual attorneys, and I think it was another four or five individuals are associated with medical clinics that were arrested as part of an FBI investigation along with the Broward County Sheriff's Office. Now, again, we presume that everyone's innocent until proven guilty. So I don't want to just jump out there and say that all these individuals were guilty, but a few of them have already pled out. 
Yeah. And one of them, I think, has actually already been sentenced. So this is, uh, it's on, it's just very common. You'd be surprised there's more law firms that do this than you would ever expect. And it's against the law in Florida to solicit the victim of a car or motorcycle crash within 60 days of that car or motorcycle accident. It's against the law in Florida to solicit someone who's been injured in a car or motorcycle crash in the emergency room or a hospital. It is against the law in Florida to solicit someone who's been injured in a car or motorcycle crash by calling them on the phone. These actions are illegal. These are performed by very desperate lawyers or scumbag attorneys who hire independent investigators or independent uh, runners, if you will, that pull the case, claim that they're victim advocates, that they're working on behalf of the victim, no one's that nice, and pulling the case and selling it to a lawyer. Absolutely. And, um, you know, it's just a shame because generally what happens to these people is, is they just, they get the absolute minimum in terms of representation. Oh, of course. So if they're, if they're hurt and they have a good case or even a decent case, they're going to just get the absolute minimum and they're going it, to, it's just, it's a bad situation. It's just really awful. It's likely to be an awful law firm. A lawyer is not very competent. If you had a good reputation, you certainly would not be doing that. So you got a lawyer who's already breaking the law to obtain a case. How desperate is that lawyer? How good of a service do you think you're actually going to get? Absolutely. And, and I've had this happen to my clients. I, these people are not smart. Sometimes they're pretty clever, but they sometimes make big mistakes. And I've had existing clients who got me, they hired me maybe the day of the crash. One of their friends was represented by me. They've, they've hired me right away. But someone else maybe paid off the tow truck driver or paid off the dispatch person and they got their cell phone number. And so one of these runners has called my existing client that I've already met with and signed them it's up to, to me be as my well. client. Yep. And they'll either go to their house or they'll talk to them. So, you know, what I did was I, I made a little checklist, uh, a little thing for my clients to ask these people. Usually they start realizing that something's going on because I have my clients asking them who, who the, what their name is, what's the law firm that they work for, or who do they work for. And then, you know, these people obviously don't want to tell you that information and they usually just wiggle off the phone and, and they get away from you. But obviously when someone doesn't want to tell you what their name, who, what their name is or who they work for, you don't want to do business with that kind of a of person. Course. I mean, that's common sense. Yes. Goes with obvious reason. You know, what should you do if you get that phone call or the knock at the door? Well, I would suggest A, capture the phone number. If they don't want to give you the name, at least capture the phone number and make a quick call to the local sheriff's office, call law enforcement and make a report to the Florida bar. Um, hopefully they will investigate the claim. You know, I can't guarantee they will. And the Florida bar is inundated with the amount of claims they get. They only have so many resources, but hopefully the sheriff's office will make an inquiry and figure out whose phone number that belongs to. And maybe they can dig a little bit deeper. If they get enough complaints about the same number. They're going to obviously, that's going to spark an investigation. So don't assume you're the first person that's calling either. So try to get their phone number, try to get as much information, maybe the individual's name and who they work for. And, and by the way, you don't have to do this all yourself too. If you do have a case, take a minute. Tell the person you'll call them back. Do a five minutes of Google research. F find a real personal injury attorney like me or Matt or a thousand other good ones. Hire that person. And then that attorney will help you document this illegal activity because we want to clean up you know, this business just as much as everybody else. In fact, more than anybody else. So guys like me and Matt will help you. We'll help catch the bad guys, so to speak. Yeah, it's the bad lawyers, the bad apples like these individuals, the awful scumbag whether they're investigators or victim advocates or runners or whatever you want to call them. I mean, they're all runners uh, that give us all a terrible name. That's what, you know, creates the pejorative tone of the term uh, ambulance chaser. Yeah. Be, be a little bit skeptical. Don't take some random person's word for it and don't let them intimidate you. It's, oh, you don't trust me? No, ma'am. Or no, sir, I don't trust you. I, 
don't know who you are. I don't know who you work for. I don't know anything about you. I absolutely don't trust you. Yeah, kind of ironic that you're showing up at the scene or yeah. showing up at my house. Who invited you? Don't let them intimidate you. You're better than that. Don't don't let that happen. So, so again, call law enforcement, call the Florida bar, or let your, your attorney know who this individual is and we can get, you know investigate this further. We certainly don't want it, these actions to continue. It's an epidemic in our profession. Hopefully we can cut an end to this. Yeah, and the most important thing is even if you don't care about cleaning up society or any of those other stuff that we do, that me and Matt really do care about, do it for selfish purposes. Do yeah. it for yourself. Don't go with a place like this because you're you're doing yourself a big disservice. Don't Terrible. do that to yourself. It's horrible. Agreed. Well, that concludes the latest episode of the uh, Dolman Law Group podcast, now to be known as, I guess, Sibley Dolman Podcast. Brent Sibley, I really appreciate you coming on. And Thanks, thank my audience for listening to us. Thank you. Thanks, guys. This episode of David versus Goliath is over, but your journey is just getting started. To share your story with us, visit dolmanlaw.com. That's D-O-L-M-A-N-Law.com. Or call 866-965-6242. The insights and views presented in David vs. Goliath are for general information purposes only and should not be taken as legal advice for any individual case or situation. The information presented is not a substitute for consulting with an attorney, nor does tuning into this podcast constitute an attorney-client relationship of any kind. Any case result information provided on any portion of this podcast should not be understood as a promise of any particular result in a future case. Dolman Law Group. Big firm results. Small firm personal attention.